you with where we left off. This particular topic was, I think, three years ago, and I never seem to have enough time to finish them. So that's why I come back. And uh, the, uh, I gave to Rabbi some more USBs. If you want to take advantage, there are, I think, up to about uh, 1,800, something like that, on there. And it's all basically free. We just have the blanks. If you have blanks, you can fill up another 100 and give them out for free. It'll save me time. So uh, please, uh, please do so. But Marchai has the has the bag. Uh, the title Ayavazve is Yesim Limitations on Chesed. It's already an oxymoron. Limitations on Chesed. Well, everything has to have some limitation because there are always Gedarim to Halacha, Hashkafa, what Hashem wants from us. So the title is Are They Taking Advantage of Me? So as soon as I put that subtitle, many people were in agreement that. Uh, <laughs> Yes, they are taking advantage of me. Well, let's see what happens by the end of this year. We'll see if everybody still agrees with that or not. Uh, an in-depth look at the give and take of our relationships. So this is Nogea to anybody who's walking around and breathing because everybody has a relationship with somebody, whether it be a spouse if you're married, children, parents, friends, people in the office. One fellow told me recently he decided to um, give up. He switched businesses. He's now working only with his computer. That way he doesn't have to see anybody or talk to anybody. I sort of understand him, but that's not really going to work. Uh, I asked him, do you have any customers? He said, I help Ken Yibu. I said, you don't deal with them? He said, I try to keep everything to things on my screen. And... I understand maybe he's been through a lot, and perhaps we all have. Uh, what today's discussion is going to be is that you can't cut and run, and you have to deal with the other humanoids, especially if they're uh, part of the Chevra of Klai Yisrael, and you have certain Chiyuvim, and as we will see, the Chiddush, which I hope most of what we're going to say is not going to be a Chiddush Nifla, we're going to have a few Chiddushim along the way, it's going to heighten our awareness by beginning the topic with Chazara and things we hopefully have heard. Is that ring bothering you? It won't. I'll ignore it. If you... Uh, okay, everybody hears me? So I'd like to begin with the beginning, Barashas Barah. Uh, the good news is that the November... Limisparm Thanksgiving holiday always puts us in safer bracious. And there's so many topics in safer bracious one can choose. The topic of chesed and giving to others is first and foremost from Parsha's bracious through the Parsha we had last week, this week, next week. And if Akash Baruch Hu put it in bracious, it's here to teach us that this is what makes Klai Yisrael, what makes Avedis Hashem. That's important to keep in mind. So let's start at the beginning. Medrash Rabban Bracious says as follows, and I'm going to try to put together so that it's systematic many of the thoughts from Rav Desler, Zatzal, and his Talmud Rav Friedlander from the Sister Chaim, who took Rav Desler and expanded on it and expounded on it and put more material to bring rayas to the Asidus because when it comes to these things, but on the Haver and the relationships, there's always a psychological pushback that I don't really have to do that, do I? And I don't have to really uh, make this work, do I? And why can't we just do it with the computer on my desk? So this needs many, many layers of rayas. 
And the first very deep question is, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu create the world? Now, we don't really have to address that question or answer it. And as Maminim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, it must be that there are many, many millions of good reasons and we're here to do our job. And that's really okay. But for the small amount we can understand, it certainly behooves us to try to figure out and it will give us instructions and insights into what our job is. So this medrash will set the tone. Amar Baruch Hu, there's a conversation between the Malachim and Akash Baruch Hu. It's a Chiddush Nifla already. Hashem is about to create humans. We're already quite a few days into creation. And there's a beautiful world with birds and animals and flowers. And man is about to be created. And the Malachim were trying a last-ditch attempt because the Malachim somehow had an, had an inkling of how damaging humans can be and how bad they can mess up. So they make a last-ditch attempt to stop the creation of Adam. Why are you creating mankind? They're going to do damage. This uh, tzara is a tzara. Lama lano tzara zais. Everything is just fine. We have malachim. Well, now we have flowers and we have birds and it's beautiful. Why take the risk of polluting the atmosphere? So, Kosh Baruch doesn't have to kaviachal answer. You have to know stam what the conversation means. Chazal giving us an insight into yes, Hashem knows despite the downside, despite the fact that humans can do terrible things and can pollute the atmosphere in a physical sense and a spiritual sense. We can also do a lot of good, and we're here to choose good. Kosh Baruch doesn't say that. He says, "Siper shamayim degei hayam lamanivru." says, Dear Malachim, uh, you see this beautiful world? We've got the streams and the oceans and the birds and the chirping and the animals are here. Isn't this wonderful? Why do you think I created all this? Not for you. You're up here. So what is this for? Malach has plenty of money, unlimited assets, and he builds a palace and it has all the goodies on the table. And there are no guests. Mahana Yesh what good is that? So what do you think I created all this for? And this Medrash is telling us that many other sources in the Chazal that a Kosh Baruch Hu, by definition, is only a nice name because he can't take because you can't give a Kosh Baruch Hu anything. So he's only a nice saying and he only wants to be mative. And the world was created to be mative to human beings and our job as human beings is to pattern ourselves as much as we can after HaKosh Baruch Hu, Chazal say, Mahu Racham Afatarachu, Mahu Chanun, Ma'akosh Baruch Hu, Loivesh, gives people their clothing, their food, we have to do the same. And this isn't Stam, a nice thing, pointers for Chesed, seen from this Medrash and many other Makairis, that one of the primary purposes of creation is to emulate these Midas to become a Nisain. Not just in deed, which we will discuss, but in spirit, which means, as Rav Dessler says in his famous Kuntras Chesed, and I'm going to read to you, we have many, many pages, it's Kadaida, Seat Inside, Mika Seder, and Chazaret. We're going to take certain excerpts because we can't do everything in one hour. But the highlights, Rav Dessler says, Kashabara, Lakimis, Adam, 
And interestingly enough, if you'd sum up the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah, we'd have a lot of things to say about the Yetzirah. He sums up in one sentence, you go through life, you try to avoid the other Taivas and the other Lavim and Isuri Kares, assuming everybody from is working on that and for the most part successful, Baruch Hashem. What's more difficult, because people don't know this is even an Inyan Rechiv to work on, is that you have a lifetime to master the trait of becoming a Naisain and not a taker, not a Naitl. Kayach Hanasina hu Kayach Elyam Mimidis Yetzirah Kal Baruch Hu. Kayach Hanasina is Tzalem Elokim. Hashem created us with Tzalem Elokim. Primarily, that means the ability to think and speak in order to be able to do Averis Hashem. And the purpose of it is to emulate the Midas and to become a Naisain. Hashem created the world only to give. We're here to be able to give. Now, this is not about assets. I'll make the disclaimer. Whenever we talk about this, a lot of people say, I don't make too much money and I can barely pay my bills. It's not about how much you have to give. It's about your stance and what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your head. How do you look at life? Most people are trained that we grow up with this, unfortunately. You know, nice guys finish last, and if you want to make it in business, you've got to be aggressive, and you've got to take, and you've got to grab... In a mutter dika ifen, of course, from people, but you'll avoid all the shaylas, but you gotta make sure you get your hands on it. If not by hook and by crook, by, by hook. So we'll leave the crook out. They're keeping Cheshamishpid. But the matara, we all know in business, is to get your hands on what he has. Now, you're all thinking without saying it, because no one's gonna embarrass themselves. Is this taka? That, that is the point, isn't it? Isn't that what we're here? Well, I'm. I have a competitor. Either I make money or he makes money. So we're going to get to that kasha soon because of Dessler brings it up. But he says we're here to become more of a nice and a net gain in Asina versus Natila. And not just 5149, the higher the bar, the better it is. To be like a Kajbar, Hushamarachim, Emetiv, and Isaim, Ivli, Kabel, Dover, Batmura, because you can't give a Kajbar anything. Hainla, Yechsala, Klum. What is Kayach and he spells it out very clearly. Like an octopus, not his muscle. He wants to be able to exist and grab whatever he can take in. Octopus, vacuum cleaner, whichever muscle you like. And just sort of like suck in. Everything's got to be mutter. He doesn't want to steal. But he wants to make sure whatever can gravitate in his direction, he certainly wants it in his orbit. He says, this is the center and the cause of all evil. That's quite a statement. So we have many chazals. Kaas is the source of all evil. The truth is, it all comes from this. Because the reason people get angry is because they feel that the people around me don't understand me and they're supposed to be servicing me and I have requests and I have needs and they're not filling it and therefore they get angry because they think they're it. And I'm here to take from people, and they're not delivering quickly enough. And we live in a society where everything is on the delivery, the quicker the better. And tomorrow we're going to have drones, and after that uh, you're going to have it stocked in your fridge, because the fridge is going to know when to order, and the fridge is going to order the drone, leave you out of it. And they're working on chips that they could just put it in the brain, and you can enjoy all Tanuge Elam Hazeh, I kid you not. So it's all about what can I get out of this? 
And that is the makar for all machlekes and sinna and kinna and nekama and sometimes geneva and everything else that goes along with it because if you're here to take, you're never going to be satisfied. And you're always going to be in your relationships to the people close to you. The closer they are, the more time we have. You're my spouse. You're my parent. Why aren't you giving me this? Do you ever remember as a child? I won't talk about your children, grandchildren, but as a child, you might remember we choose to forget. But we've asked for certain things looking back. What was I thinking? After all I've received, I'm asking for more and more and it's never enough. So you have to give children some comfort level in the finances. You've got to give them gifts once in a while and sweets uh, to a degree. But if you're training them to be makablam, you're not doing chinuch. The whole purpose of life is to think about and show how to be a nice thing. So Desla says, there are many madrigas. The first guy who wants to be a makabal and he's so bent on it, he'll steal. So that's called a gazlan. We won't spend too much time on that. Although shady activities can come from this and can do even more damage. But he says, the more common scenario, and people think there's nothing wrong with this. They think it's a mile, actually. They're not stealing. And they're treating their friend's money with respect, and they're not taking it. But the biggest joy in life is to get something for free. We don't realize we are trained for this from the time we're three. Remember those cereal boxes? So the way they sell is this. It says somewhere the name of the cereal and big letters, free toy. So I don't know what the name of the cereal is, but I remember the free toy. So what was it? Something that cost them a quarter of a penny, but it's free. So we're trained from the time we're starting to eat cereal, and we stare at it, and we stare at it. Uh, unfortunately, today there are some cereal boxes that uh, need to be covered up because of the sneeze issues. So just be careful what you're putting on the table. But in the free dictionaries, it would all be about this widget that they're giving away for free because everybody loves free things. So Desla says that's horrific. Pusik says that's horrific. Saini matanas yichya. That's a pretty strong pusik. Saini matanas yichya. That is a nice way of saying those who don't hate matanas are going to be the opposite of yichya. I don't have to spell that out. So, why would that be so bad? I'm not stealing. Careful with somebody else's money. And they're giving away free gifts. Ah, you paid for that in your cereal and there's nothing for free? Okay, you'll figure that out later, but right now it feels free. Is there anything wrong with liking free things? So, Desa says, yeah, the whole purpose here in life is to emulate a Kosh Baruch Hu that you like giving, you don't like getting. And he says, these two kaychas, Natila and Asina, are the shroshim and the battery pack of everything that drives all our decision-making and all our thinking. And he says, very strong lashon, even if you do anything wrong, and we might not realize this, it's deep down, but we have to access it. It doesn't even affect anything. You could say, I went the whole day. I didn't get anything for free, unfortunately. I didn't steal anything. So what did I do wrong? The answer is, you're not working on your thought process that you like to be a nightel, not a nightsane. And that has to be uprooted. Of course, the way to uproot it is when you give and give and give and keep on giving. The Rambam says the hundred pennies versus the dollar, halachalamais, you have to know when to do that, when not to do it. You start giving the Mashal comes by and show a penny instead of a quarter or a dollar. It might not be very effective, but the Rambam says the more you do the Maisa, 
the more it gives you this midah of the Kaya Hanasinam. And he quotes the Chavis Olavavis and Sharavaydis Olakim, Perik Dalid. Shebepenim Halev, Ein Lanu Dvar Harashus. That's what's so important. I think most people miss this, and that is that we know there are lots of essays and essays. And I'm not perfect, but is there anything wrong with wanting something for free and wanting to take and wanting to swallow up and vacuum up and everything? I'm doing everything better. So Chavos Valva says, yeah, the lathe is where you're really working on yourself and you might not notice it and other people might not notice it. But if this is what's really driving you and you're still more of a naito than a naisain, there's a big issue. And that is Chiddush number one. He goes on to ask the Kasha from the businessman. He said, many businessmen have asked him, we don't understand. This is how business goes. Everybody takes and they sell something and we're taking. We're trying to take more than we're giving. That's called a profit margin. <laughs> so <laughs> how can that be us, sir? It's a good Kasha. So he says, the answer is profit margin. You have to pay your bills. Like the Maestro of the Chavaz Chaim had told the innkeeper, that he's involved in Ruchnius all day, and the innkeeper said, no, 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 Rebbe, I'm an innkeeper, I'm not learning in Kailul. He said, no, 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 you do Achnasas Archim all day, and um, he said, Rebbe, I charge for it, you have to make a Panasa. All depends on where it's, you can't fool yourself, where is it really coming from? So he says that in business, the difference between somebody who is a Neutel versus a Neusein, is he making sure his product is really going to be Mahana the person? Is he trying to sell something that the person really doesn't need, which might be an Isla Reis Lifneiver, because Lifneiver is on Averis and on bad advice for a different year, maybe next year. I started thinking that that's Sugi is something we never really went through. Lifneiver is giving bad advice. So if you convince a guy he needs this, even though he walked in for something else, you have to ask honestly, does he really need it? So if you really hold from your product and you hold it, if he doesn't have this, he is missing out on life and he can really be such a successful person with it and he doesn't have it yet, okay. If that's not the case, that's a frightening thought. A lot of people are selling things that if they don't happen to be selling it, they wouldn't really buy it themselves. And they're convincing the guy that he needs it. Okay, so if the is something you have to deal with, give proper advice. Lamaisa of Deslan says the businessman that you can make a panasa and you can make a nice panasa. Are you really there to give value, but you got to get paid for it to be able to continue doing your chesed, or are you here to grab? And the difference is in the honesty in the lave and in the machshava process. He continues and he says that this is why we understand a Zeklah Gadol for half the mitzvahs but Adam Lechavero. Why is a Zeklah Gadol The answer is this is not limited to Adam Lechavero. This is Spitz of Hashem. You're trying to emulate and be like HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the extent a human being can. The only way to do that is to bend yourself to become a Naisen in Machshava and of course that goes through the Maisa but you have to know that this is a goal. If you love everyone, true ava, ava lashon hav, what Desla says, to give. The only way to raise ava is to give. It comes to the word hav for a reason. The two are intertwined. And if you don't want to give, even if you happen to give due to social pressure, better than nothing, you get schar. But if it's a nujarai and you're really annoyed and why is this person taking and why are they so needy, comes to relationships. Where things go wrong is the fact that everybody always has tainas that 
I'm giving you more, and we're trying to look and examine who gets more, who gets less, and why are you so needy. Our job is to jump on an opportunity where you find somebody who needs something emotionally, financially, whatever the case may be. It's your opportunity to be the reason why there are so many people around, the reason why we're all so different is to give everybody the opportunity to give to somebody else. That's not, well, okay, we're stuck, and sometimes you've got to give time, money, what are you going to do? It's, and if you do it in that circumstance, you still get a lot of schar. But we should be running after this. And we will soon, obviously, document the rayas where you see this in Chumash Bereshis. Before we go to that, Avdesla says one more thing. And he says this about marriage, but it could be about siblings, it could be about parents and children, about partners, friends. He says, as we just mentioned, that uh, people get together in a partnership or in a marriage, and they start off with tremendous ava and eslavus. And he says, sometimes these years go by, they're and there are a lot of situations where the basic relationship, even if not falling apart, leaves a lot to be desired. What went wrong? That's a very s- simple question with a usually complicated set of circumstances. Avdesa says the aside is that by the chasna, by the shefer brachers, at the beginning of the partnership, they're told by their mentors, by their parents, and by all the people who are speaking of the shefer brachers, that you're here to give and to show ava and to perfect yourself by becoming a nice saint. And as years go by, people start looking, I'm trying to be a nice and I did that for a week. I don't see I'm getting back dividends. <laughs> so as soon as you look for dividends, you just lost. Because if you're getting dividends, that means you're given a dollar, you get back a dollar twenty. Besides the ribis, okay. One fellow told me I was giving this muscle. He said, I made a heterisco when I got married. <laughs> Interesting muscle. Uh, he says, I'm here to take dividends. Always got to be a profit side. Uh, I hope he stays married. Uh, you can't, if you're giving, I'm an ass to, I gotta give because they can't expect to take all the time. But I hope that I'm on the at least uh, 10 or 15% profit margin side of things. So Desla says that's why things don't work out. If you're expecting more in return, it's not gonna, you shouldn't, and it's not a favor to you, not by Lamazeh and not by Lamabo, because you're not learning and training yourself how to become a nice It's a very, very, Fascinating Medjish Tanhuma. So, a raya that I think can be brought. It's a pretty jarring Medjish Tanhuma, and it's a long story, so I'm going to make a long story short. Medjish Tanhuma, if you want to see it later, it's in Hazinu Eishes. says, As a maizabad amechad, asher gadol amukubul. Mukubul, not that he was a mukubul. He was accepted, he was popular, he was a leader in his community, he was wealthy, so, so far, so good, all the stories start off like this. Right? So, uh, got a wonderful young lady to marry off. Happened, and the husband never survived one day. And this happened three times. And there's a problem, Leilenu getting married again. Put the halacha aside. Might be some heterim, but that's not what we're here to discuss. Shouldn't be Nagea. Amra, so this young lady was not only full of uh, tremendous yichus and uh, backing from her parents, she had wonderful midas, 
And she wasn't coming with Tzad din. She said, I'm not doing this again. It's not fair to him. And three times the Chazaka. And we're not trying this again. And I am going to sit it out, so to speak. Unless I get a similar Shemayim, it says, I'm not doing this again. And Taka Yashva Yamim Rabim. That's part one. Part two, in the other end of the world, this fellow, this is not a mushal. This is set over as a real Misa. On the other side of the world, uh, this man had a brother. And of course, this part you know. Had a brother who was very, very poor. And he had many, many children. It describes he had ten children and they barely made ends meet. And uh, the father with the ten children is to go out to the forest and cut enough wood just to give them basic sustenance for the day. And that to sell the wood and buy food and keep some wood and cook it. And that was their day. And it was uh, back-breaking labor. And it worked most of the time until it didn't. They couldn't sell their wood. They had no bread. Something, Baruch Hashem, that's foreign to us in this day and age. No bread. No breakfast, no lunch. Can't feed the kids. And he was hungry. And not only that, he fainted due to the hunger and the pressure. The father. The oldest son saw what's going on, and he decided, that's it, I have to go do something about this, my father can't do this anymore, we can't do this anymore, and I have to travel, which is dangerous, but I gotta go. And he took Rishos from his parents, and he went to see his uncle. They're so happy, they never met him, and this is the nephew, fine young man, and he came to ask for a job, he could make enough money, stay here a while and bring it back. And he met the whole family, including the daughter. And he went to his uncle and he said, I know I'm only here a day or two, but I have a request, but I want you to swear to me before I ask you that you will not turn me down. You know, if somebody ever asked you to do that, by the way, um, don't make the shua so quickly. I don't know why he didn't know that, but okay. And he swore and he said, I'd like to marry your daughter. So the father started crying and he said, my nephew, I love you and I can't do that to you and I can't do that to your brother, to your father who's my brother, I can't do that to you and this is the story and she's not available. So the young man reminded him, you swore already that the answer is yes, whatever I asked for and this is what I'm asking for. So he threw up his hands and he said, okay, uh, I'll go tell my daughter, she's not going to go for this. So he went and told her and she didn't go for it in a big way. She was crying and she said, uh, I'm not doing it. So the father came back and he said, look, I know you're poor. If you're doing this to be able to not just get a salary, but get into the family, I'll give you already half the kingdom. Just I'm more than happy, go back. You made it already, got the money, solve the problem, leave my daughter out of it. So that was his offer. And he told him, he says, you're young and uh, you have a whole life ahead of you. But don't put yourself in Sakana. And he reminded him again, She heard about it, tried to talk him out of it. She didn't know what to do. So she davened to Hashem. He said, he's obviously either missing information or not understanding. We told him. He said, please save him. And uh, I don't want to kill someone. So, apparently the father at this point, Medjur doesn't comment on this, but 
he stayed long enough to convince both of them, and they set a date for the Kedushin. And they set up the Chuppah, the comes to him disguised as a Zaken. He pulled him aside and he said, I have an Eitzah for you. Do exactly what I tell you. I'll take Me'atzasi. When you sit down at the Suda tonight, there's an Ani who's going to come in and he's going to be the worst looking person you ever saw. Tattered clothing. You can probably even smell him a week or two before the chasna, <laughs> the worst long hair and person looks like he's been through Gehenna and back and um, obviously very, very poor. Take care of him, right. Sire Kamamas Marm gives a whole long description of this. Scary. You wouldn't want to meet this guy. But when it comes to the chasna, sit him down. Remember, no one's going to want to go near him. Sit him down right next to you at the head table. Make sure he eats well. Give him a lot of COVID, shemush, food, and make sure he's as happy as possible. And do everything that I tell you. Don't forget any details. And if you do that, you will survive. They're sitting by the Suda and this fellow who matches this description exactly, and he was the only guy in the Chasno Hall who did match, uh, walked in and he took him over and he fed him his Mashamishim and he followed all the instructions. So this Ani calls him over after the Mishta. He says, I want to speak to you. And Stami wants to thank him for his uh, wonderful and feeding him and helping him. And he comes into the room with him and he tells him, I wonder he looks so bad. It was the Malachamovis. I gave the instructions in the first place. It was the Malachamovis. And he said, um, I, I guess he also said, Thank you very much for the meal, but this is not part of the Medrash. And he said, I'm. Sorry to say, but I'm here to take you, which is, if you're following the plots from the first three husbands. He said, I need some time. I just got married. This is after the Kedushin Nesuin. And Mulvasuda, I need some time. He says, we don't give time. Uh, this is a good thing to read, like Kol Nidre. 30 days. Alumdis, 30 days. Kashana. So it's like you got... He fulfilled my request, and we made a pshara. No, it says that's to me now. It's tried seven days. Sounds like loving with Eliezer. We'll get to that soon. And they kept saying no to every request. I can't give you even one day. It's your time is a time, and uh, we're running late already. He said, well, one request I have, I can't leave without Rashus. <laughs> and this uh, whole Kedushan process was very complicated in the first place. She sort of told me that this was going to happen, and I have to at least uh, get Rashus and say goodbye. So the Malachamotha said, that you could do. Good, so we're dealing with a mensch, sort of, I don't know. But, but, uh, whatever, uh, hope not to find out for a long, long time. So he walks in and uh, she uh, this is the middle of the chasna, right after the chasna. 
And he tells her that that fellow at the Chasna was the Malacham of us, and he's coming to take me. And she said, you're staying here in the room, just relax, open a safer, have something to eat. I'm going to talk to him. It's good to have a good wife to be able to, uh, you know. Um, okay, so he sits down. Uh, I think most people would gladly take that offer. How can you send your wife to talk to the Malachamovitz? That could be dangerous, but okay, we're not, we can't answer all the Shailas now. Uh, she had a plan. So she uh, finds him. So she informed him that my husband's not going to die now. So he said, how do you know? Because I usually um, get all my clients, and I, I'm like a million for a million. <laughs> Haven't lost one yet. Once he took the wrong one, but that's a whole sugi in the Gemara. But the, most of the time, it's accurate, and the timing is, uh, is good. So she said, there's a passing in Chumash, Ki ikach yishisha chadasha layetze v'tzav layavla chaldavar naki elbeisa shana acha simech hazishta shalakach. The passing Chumash that he has a chiv v'simech hazishta the next year, and you're not going to start up with a passing in Chumash, are you? <laughs> it's good when you're you know, looking for somebody, they, it's good to have a spouse that's smart and uh, certainly thinking out of the box. He says, it's going to be a massive chil Hashem. There's a pasuk over here, and the people are going to be talking. So then she added, for good measure, into Kabbal if you like my lumdus mutav, v'imlav tovo imi Otherwise, we're going to a Baruch to discuss it. I know you just work here, she told him. And I understand you can't make heavy decisions like this. And uh, if it's not good enough, so we'll uh, bring it to the top. And then they heard some sort of basko of a malach was told by Hashem, get lost and go on to your next job. And the rest is history. They lived happily ever after. So there are a lot of fascinating things to learn from here, as I alluded to as we were reading it, for different years in this Hashem. I'd like to know why is it, it's quite a, quite a maisa, why is it that the only medrash we have about somebody using a pasuk to win an argument is over here? You can have uh, many psukim, you know, 613 mitzvahs, so with the Malachim of comments, if you get a chance to discuss it, why don't you say, well, there's certain things I didn't get to yet, and you're not going to make your Torah plaster, it says I have a chiv to do it. We don't find this anywhere else. Why is it we find it over here? So you'll notice the Pasuk she quoted was the whole reason we're here. The Tachzachayim is to become a nice thing, to give. And he was a nice guy before he came. He's here to help his father, to help his family, but he's getting married, and the Pasuk says, because for your whole life, but certainly for the first year, you have to train yourself, and you have to give, 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 and give. And he hasn't had the opportunity to do that yet, and therefore you can't take him. And only this argument won. You can't say, I just found out, Apostle, and you got to wait one more day, I got to put Tulum on tomorrow morning. It's very nice. Tulum is very, very, very chashuv. But every mitzvah is chashuv, and there's a taka, something missing. Her only time over here was, He's here to be Mesameach, other people, and the primary person is his spouse or the people close to him. And he hasn't done that yet, and therefore you can't take him. And she won the argument. 
So to my mind, I believe the Medrash is only over here, and it only happened over here because of the chashivas of this Yesod. So if you're not scared and convinced yet, we'll continue. And let's start moving further in Bereshus. So Hashem created the world, the birds and the animals and the flowers and everything, and it's for human beings. To be able to be native to human beings, that human beings could be come like a Kosh and enjoy the Ruchnius and being like Kosh Baruch Hu, together with a Kosh Baruch Hu. Ba'ilam and Kosh Let's fast forward to Abba Avinu. What was Abba Avinu's godless that made him Abba Avinu and that gave him the ability to be given the honor to become the Amma So it's very, very fascinating. We know the Rashis and other Chazals, but you have to put it together to realize what's going on over here. We know that Abba Avinu had his tent with four doors. Your children, grandchildren bring it home every single year. It's got the four doors, and he's serving tongue and mustard. Everybody knows that. We also know the Rashi that says it was 110 degrees out, and nobody was out, and nobody was thirsty because nobody was traveling because you'd have to be out of your mind. And there was nobody out there, so there was no chesed or to do. We're trained to think that there was nobody out there to feed and nobody poor to give staka to, so there is no mitzvah. Amavino teaches us otherwise. It pained him because he realized the whole reason we're here is to practice our nasina and to become more of a nice than a nightail. And if I have a day where I can't do that, that's going to be a problem. That's Admavinu's chiddush over here. That you have to look for it. You have to go out and get it. There's a fascinating officer of Nassim that contrasts Eiv and Avramavinu. There are a lot of chazals that do that. It's a chiddush. Eiv was so great that they're comparing and contrasting Eiv and Avramavinu. When Avramavinu, whatever the contest is, will come out on top as great as Eiv was. And one of the comments, this officer of Nassim, Perak Zion, says that Eiv had a house with four doors. And he was machin all day and all night. And he fed them meat and tongue and chicken. And Eiv, when he was getting the Peronius, asked the Kosh I don't understand. I'm doing the same thing Abmavina is doing. And I'm getting beaten up. So Abmavina had Nisianus also. Part of the lesson of Eiv is everybody's got that peckle, but we understand Eiv was putting up with a lot. And the question is, he felt he was putting up. The real answer is he was given this opportunity to grow, which ultimately he did learn. But he said, I don't understand. I'm doing the same exact thing. And the Abbasar of Nelson says the difference is fascinating. This is, sounds small, but apparently is the whole difference. He says, you have four doors, and you have four doors because if an onion comes and he's hungry, you don't even want him to have him walk around. Abba did the same thing. And when he comes in, he was very wealthy, you're spending all your money serving meals all day and all night. And you give meat to those who want meat, and you give chicken to those who want chicken, and you give sushi to those who want sushi, assuming they can figure out the bracha. And you're doing it all right. What did Avon do? Same four doors. When people came in, he offered them tongue, and they said, no, I'll stick with the cornflakes. I like the free things in the box. <laughs> so Avinu, Eiv would say, whatever you want, cornflakes, we got cornflakes also. Avinu would press on and say, did you ever taste tongue? So the Arab better would say, no, I can't really afford it. So he said, you got to try this. The Abba Tavnath spells this out. Abba Avinu gave tongue to people who didn't even ask for it. 
Zabavinu gave chicken to people. He was looking to raise the bar. His ruchnius, their gashmius, the same thing. He was looking to raise the bar. Eev didn't do that. Nobody does that. That's what we have to learn from Abmavinu. That's why it was 110 degrees, nobody out there, and Abmavinu was disturbed. The officer of says, Eev sat in his house. Whoever came, came. He didn't look for people. And certainly if he assumed nobody was out there because their normal is 110 degrees, he's not going to go out looking for them. Abmavinu did that. And if you'll notice... There are many midrashim about the chesed of Abmavinu. The only story that's spelled out in detail in Chumash about Abmavinu's chesed is this one, where he didn't have to do it because nobody was around. And nobody's around to the extent that it was dangerously hot. The biggest chiddush is the three malachim that were sent. Abmavinu now starts running, shachting, serving tongue and mustard, and milchiks and fleshiks, which was planted there, so the malachim shouldn't have a tiny but kabbal satayra. It's a different shmuz. But... Call Tuv Sheba Oilam, and Simon is baking enough challah to last seven years for an army of people. Look at the numbers there. They want to serve Barafchis. They feel that we're not intruding and, you know, we have extra anyway. And who's eating it? No one's eating it. Malachim don't eat. Sahaladavarhu. Here we have the only case expanded on about Avram Vidas Chesed is a case where nobody needs the Chesed, and the people who finally came weren't people, they were Malachim. And they didn't even eat it. So that's the classic example of chesed, is where I did chesed with somebody, and I got the wrong person, and there was no chesed done, but they didn't eat. That's a problem. They didn't eat, Lemaise. They all loved this. They, they, they swallowed it. It was fire. That's why it's bas bachol. It got cooked. It didn't get cooked. They didn't eat. You weren't mahana anybody. So why give an example of chesed where you didn't get anywhere? Why not give an example where you actually... We want to have good intentions. We also want to do the job. And al you have to treat your maizah money and your chaymish as you do an investment. This is a very important point. I talk to a lot of people about their finances and about their stockers, and they say, yeah, it doesn't make a difference. I wrote it off already. It's my chaymish, my maizah, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. I said, this is a mitzvah. You don't just order trillin. You've got to know what you're ordering. You've got to do the mitzvah in the best possible way. You have a chiv, an achrayas, as the gizber of a baruch to make sure the money is going to the best available project that is needed right now. You can't just say, well, it's nicer anyway, and we just heard a shear that you just have to want to give and become a nice. It doesn't make difference where it's going. It certainly does. There are people spending a lot of money saving whales. Now, I love the whales as much as you do. Uh, but, there, you know, you have to know what to spend it on. So, with that... Reminder, the example of Chumash is where he did the chesed and it didn't hit its mark because he didn't do chesed with anybody. So, the Sisachayim brings this up and he says that what happened over here, indeed, they didn't eat and they didn't get anything out of it, so to speak. The main part of this particular mitzvah of giving and achasasarachim and staka is to make you a nesen. And that it did. The fact that, so why doesn't Hashem pick an example where Avram Vino could really give somebody who's hungry? The answer is he did that all year. He did that for decades. The mysterious nefesh over here is to see how Avram performs when there's nobody on the road. How much does he really want it? And how much does he make an effort despite the fact that he's in pain? And how much does he go out of his way? He's in pain, it's hot. And he's giving. Then it's irrelevant. Once he has that mysterious nefesh, it's irrelevant whether they had to eat or didn't have to eat. The point is, the mysterious nefesh, how far are you going to go to look for opportunities to become a nice thing? In relationships, 
people are more needy. So again, I'm always hearing Lashon Hara trying to put out the Lashon Hara Machlekes. Everybody's getting into fights all the time because um, your time is you didn't give me this and my time is you didn't give me this. And we should be looking, we should be thankful. You see somebody who wants more from you, they're just giving you an opportunity to exercise your Kaya Chanesina. So that one you cite will solve, it can't be any Machlekes because most Machlekes are about jealousy and what I have and what I want and what I want from you and somebody's not delivering. What I tell the people who are asking is don't be selfish, don't ask so much, but for the people on the receiving end of the request, the answer is what do you care? Hashem is giving you another opportunity to flex your spiritual muscles to become a nice thing. That's what you're here for. So forget about it. And the guy didn't give it back to you and he's an ingrate and he didn't say, say anything and he didn't say thank you and he didn't say thank you enough and he didn't write me a thank you note and all the things we get involved with, with siblings and with family, and all the nuances are all irrelevant because you'll never feel bobbled. The less I hear back in a thank you, the more I was nice and nefesh, I became more of a nice name because I didn't take anything back. I didn't take dividends. I didn't even get my principal back. Some safe used to say, I uh, can't understand. There was one guy who was mamish redifim. He says, I don't remember doing anything good for him that I should get this redifa. But Samsefer said that, obviously, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, what was he trying to teach us? He's trying to teach us that, yes, there will be people in life who say thank you, people who show their golden need of Hakar Satayv, which is a very important need, but it's not today's discussion. It's what to do when you don't get that Hakar Satayv, or worse yet, you get ignored, or worse, you get the Redifus, and you know you did something good. The answer is, what do you care? You, all you did was take back less principles. That gives you the ability to become more of a nascent. That's good for you. Don't look for it. Well, now I'm not my Draga. Don't look to get slapped in the face because as humans, it's harder to keep doing it. But when it happens, understand that it's an opportunity. The example given, and we only have till 11.15, so um, I'm going to skip over some of the other incredible rayas. I want to focus on Eliezer. Eliezer, as we know, last week had the biggest design of his life. We know that Yafesichas and Shalav de Elvis, Yasimitaras and Shabanim, means the Torah told over the same story twice in full detail. It's got to be something very central to our Avedis Hashem. What was it? So Eliezer spent his entire life, just picture how agonizing and difficult and challenging this Nisayan was. There's nothing wrong with agonizing as long as you're working on passing and you see it as an opportunity. Eliezer spent his entire life in his Avedis Hashem. He was so good. He became, like Abba became his Hashashiva. He was his Evan Naman, a cluster pun of, reflected his Ruchnius. He was Abba lookalike almost. And he came from Chum, and he raised himself. He's also preparing in the back of his mind that he wants to make sure there's continuity, and he has a daughter, and he wants to get into Klaeswam more than anything else in the world. He wants to get into Klai rightfully so, for good reason. L'shem Shemayim. And just doesn't have the chutzpah to bring it up. Uh, we would bring it up. We would, that's not chutzpah. Just uh, go up to your Adun and tell him, tell him what you want. No, it didn't come up. It's only going to come up if he brings it up. I hear you. He calls him in. You know, Yitzchak is not getting any younger. He's 40 years old. We've got to discuss the shidduch. He says, yeah. So he says, uh, go uh, to some far-flung land and find somebody from my family. You know my very good family, the ones that are all of the Avodah Damim. You know those? You know the ones, all three. They tried to poison him. They were heavily involved in Gilead before he came. And Avodah was standard. 
So, okay, that needs Hezbollah also not for now. The Josh does a run on it, but the family, I'm just I'm mentioning that because Eliezer's mind is swimming. Is I understand if we find somebody else. The answer he got was Loy with an Aleph, and the explanation was, you're a great guy, you're my Talmud, Naman, my Evan Naman's Gavaldic, and you really worked on yourself, and you really became something. It's a smaller problem with Ichos is that they're an Arur still, and uh, Arur can't be stopping with a Baruch, that needs explanation. So instead, we're going to go with this real Ichos to the Avdeh Avarazara Gile Damim type people. Saliaz is probably thinking that you're the godless of it, he didn't say a word. Godless. I think at that point, if we would not explode and not say anything back, that's already, he's a hero, which he is. And if at that point he said, uh, I understand, even though I don't understand, but I'll accept it if that's the Ratzon, your Ratzon, that means it's Ratzon Hashem. Uh, but please, can you get somebody else to go? I can't go on a mission like this with my heart trying to make it successful and stab myself in the back every step I take. That's too much already. He didn't even say that. It's a pella. He didn't explode, didn't say anything. It made no sense to him. And that's why he's an Eved Avram and an Eved Hashem, not in that order, because it doesn't always have to make sense. But he was given orders, so the rest of the Parsha repeats in detail. He not only did it, not only went, but he went and he tried everything to succeed, and he davened like he never davened before with the Shalshelis. I don't know if anybody here ever davened with the Shalshelis, but it says it clearly in Chumash. He davened like he never davened before. And the Sisa Chaim points out something more. He was honest enough and great enough to understand that even though he decided he's going to do it anyway, it was not difficult, and he saw him, but then the sign is not over. And he has Nagiyas, big Nagiyas, because if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, and he comes back, she's back in the running. So he can go, and there are many ways to do things. He go, I checked, couldn't find her, she didn't really meet the grade, and I gave a test and she failed, I'm sorry. And he was nervous about that Nagiyah. So everything in the parish, every detail now, is... His reaction, what do you do when you have a Nagia? And we have two problems as humans. We don't see our Nagias. That's the number one problem in everything we do, because that's why things go wrong. Because we don't realize the process that we use to make decisions was tainted because we had Nagias. That's why you have to ask that's terror or objective third party. We have Nagias. So he recognized the Nagia. He knew because a minute ago he thought he would get the shit off. So he realized there was a Nagia there. And the second Bigger godless is he realized he had to bavarn that as he goes on the trip, the Nagiyas don't rear its ugly head. And he's got to have the enthusiasm and keep it going and do it quickly and execute quickly. I always wondered, Sitzchaim doesn't say this right, but I think it fits into what he's saying. I always wondered the amount of tzaddikim in Tanakh who had kvitzadarach, you can count them with the finger of one hand at most two. Why don't we have every single time a tzaddik goes somewhere? Traveling then was a big schlep. So why don't we, every time a tzaddik left, every pasuk, he left and he came, we don't find that. 1% of the time, a half a percent all. Why, why is it over here? The trip to Aram is, okay, well, a week, two, whatever it takes. But why does he have to have kvitzadarach? The answer is, he davened for it. He said, I have Nagias. The longer this takes, the more my Yetzirah is going to jump on me and lose my enthusiasm because as it is, my head is spinning. So he asked Hashem for Ziyat Hashemaya. So Hashem said, okay, I see you really want to do this right. I'm going to get you there in one minute. So they don't have time to think about it. The exact opposite. Abba was given three days to go to the Akedah. They shouldn't tie it. He didn't have time to think about it. Eliezer already realized he has Nagias, and this could be a problem. So Hashem rushed him there. Step one. Step two, you'll notice he's about to enter the city and he's davening, 
and he says, okay, Hashem, please help me out. I want to set up a very complicated, elaborate system which looks like Nichush, the Gemara says. Nichush is not like Eliezer, Ever Avram is not real Nichush, even though it wasn't real Nichush according to the Mandama that's also for a guy. It's a different sugya, but he set up a whole complicated system. If she says this and I ask for that, and she does a very unusual thing, and she's three years old or whatever old she is, she's not very strong, and she's feeding all the camels. And if she does all that, it sounds like he's trying to sabotage. Sisachan says the opposite. There's an unanswered detail over here, which I believe he's answering. I don't want to sound like the KGB, but all you need is names and addresses. He was told, Abhavid was told after the Akedah, she was just born. He knows who his family is. He knows where they live. What's he setting up a whole elaborate scheme? If I come into the thing and she comes out and she says the right words and I ask her the right thing, then uh, give me a sign from the heavens. Give me a sign from the heavens. Go get the address, look up the white pages, put the GPS, and go to the door. That's conspicuously missing. Didn't have any plans of going... Why not? Wouldn't that be a lot easier? Answer is, he was afraid that if he does it the normal way, he'll have to go into the city and he'll knock on the door and then they got a few cousins, he'll start discussing with them and he's in grave sakana because of his, his nagiyas and he wants to make sure that he has a telltale, clear sign of Shemayim. This is the one, says Yetzirah won't be able to say, well, maybe it's that one, maybe it's the other one, maybe I'll stay a few weeks to figure it out and then none of them will pass. So he sets up an elaborate system where it's going to be, he's asking Hashem, give me a nice niggle that my Yetzirah can never say this is not the one. Because he was worried about his Nagiyas and his whole job as Eved Avram and Eved Hashem, same thing here, is that he understood that this is Ratzon Hashem. He didn't understand why, he didn't understand the calculations, but he understood that he is here to service Abmavinu. And if Abmavinu asked him to go, as difficult as it is, He's here to perfect his Kayach Hanasina. And my Nasina is giving to Avram Avinu. I'm here to service him. And my Yetzirah is doing a lot to try to stop that. That I don't do a full Nasina, I take back. I say, I went, a perfunctory, I made a trip, but i got to take for myself. My daughter needs a Shidduch, and I'm going to do this my way. So he asked for a clear Simon Shemayim, which he got. He had Kvitzadarech. He came and he acted like the perfect shatran. He told them, notice how the Ulai Eli, when he first brought up, maybe she won't want to come back. That's because he was angling at the beginning. My daughter is, might be in the mix. He knew the answer is no. He mentions the Eli Ulai when he says it over to love him. Because you're ever reading a shidduch, I'm sure you've all had this experience. You call somebody, I got the best guy, and he's Gavaldic, and this is for you. If you have a daughter on the market of marriageable age, if they're smart, the first thing they will ask you is, why aren't you taking him? I don't know if you ever had that experience. I, it's a very obvious kasha. Right. So you have to, a good shatran will think before. So he walks in fully armed and fully invested to get this done. And he says, you should know. I know what you're thinking. Do I have a daughter? The answer is yes. Full disclosure. Oh, you have a daughter? Mr. Amish, she's very hushed like you. That's a very wonderful girl. I got that, I know it, I asked, and I got to know. Can you imagine he's so good, not even good enough for me? And I'm offering it to you. He didn't have to do any of this. If he would have not done this, they would have said, okay, um, he says there's a, there's a boy out there. He did it, Kilu, this is the best thing in the world for him, because it was. For his ruchnius, he had to practice this nisina, even though it felt like, where am I? What am I, mashed potatoes? Where, where, where? The answer is, that's the godless of a real, true Evid. And it gets better. Basil Levy says that, you look at the Pesach, and look it up afterwards, he repeats verbatim, 
His conversation on Bavinu. No, verbatim usually means word for word in lower English. So the Pasik, when he says, go get a Shidduch for my son, it says in the original, when he repeats it, he leaves out Yitzchak. Basil Levi says, you know, why do you leave that out? What's wrong with giving a name? You're writing a Shidduch? The answer is, he wanted to dress it up as something they'll be interested in. Abmavinu, the son of Abmavinu, he's in Asiel Akim, he's got money, he's got power, he's got fame. That they're interested in. He's got a son, Yitzchak, who's very firm, tremendous masmid, half not in this world. That's only not going to impress them. It might send them the other way. So he leaves out the focus on Yitzchak. Can you imagine? He thought this through like this is what he's been looking forward to his whole life, and it's the exact opposite. And his last raya is that at the time when they finally clinched the Shidduch, the minig then, you know this in Masech Tzubis, the minig in the world, and later in Klai was the Hadar and 10, 12 months later they got married. That was standard. So their request, which we look at as a stall tactic, was just a standard minig. They said, okay, we're masking, uh, okay, we'll let you know, um, let, let her stay here 10, 12 months, we've got to get her stuff together. That's standard. What was wrong with that request? He's absolutely not, they couldn't finish the sentence. Why don't we call her in? I'm leaving tomorrow morning. What's the rush? You've got to do this like a mensch. The minig was a year. The answer is, he was afraid if he stays around, his nagias will come in. And he's trying to be a nice and not a nightel. It's a pella. This is Eliezer Eved Avram. Now we have an insight why Yafa Sichas and Sha'av the Aves Yes into Asr Shabbanim is because you can't get to the Torah Shabbanim unless you first understand Avdus. Avdus means you do what Hashem wants and Hashem wants you to do what other people want if it's Mutter. And you're here to push that needle into the Nasina part of the graph out of the Natila part of the graph. Part of Nasina is to give the uh, next Magad here some time, so I'm going to, I'll try to practice what I preach, um, it's always good, uh, even though we have a lot, a lot here to discuss. I will, um, I will end with an Arach HaShulchan. It's Arach HaShulchan, it's fascinating. Arach HaShulchan, talks about, his introduction to Tzadokah, he talks about Meiser and Chaimish, and he talks about Takanas Usha, you can't give more than a Chaimish. Baruch Hashem, there are people today who ask the Shailas. It's an issue. You can't get more than chamish. So he talks about why is this takana zusha? Is this a dindar ice? A dindar He says the dindar They never had takana before usha. What happened? He said the real dindar This is such an important hashkafa, and it affects the din. The real din is de machsara. You got to give everybody what they need, and if you can afford it, there's no gzeir drabbanon. You might get poor. Just keep giving. And he said klayasol was doing that from kabbal satera. Tell Chorben Abayas, they were doing it very well. Never had any caps, chaymish. They said, yeah, figure out yourself, you can afford it, and everything else you give away. Gavaldik. What happened after Chorben was that all of a sudden they were in a very precarious matzav of finances and security, and a lot of things were destroyed during the war, and people, Pasha, didn't have what they used to have, but they still had the desire to be a nice saint. They kept giving and giving, giving, and Chazal saw, the based in Usha saw, that people were giving, and they were becoming poor themselves. Can you imagine? The godless of the generosity of Klai Yisrael is they were giving so much, they had to make a gzera, don't give so much, because you also have to take care of yourself. That to stop them. But they only had to stop them now, because when times are good, people gave and gave, and the Panasa was there, it was fine. That's why it was only Tachana Zusha. That's a wonderful testimony to Klai Yisrael. The Pekad Abelezer, which I think we mentioned here seven, eight years ago, says that there are three times in history the magical, mystical Hamar appeared and will appear. Abmavinu, 
And Moshe Rabbeinu, when he left Mitzrayim, and Lasa Lovo, when the Mashiach ben David comes, they'll be in a Chamar. What's the Tzadashava? So in short, really should expand upon this, but the Chamar is Chumrius, is Gashmius, money, resources. Three times in Klaisel's history, we needed it. Abmavin was promised, I'll make you wealthy. He needs wealth. He's not interested in wealth. He says, you're not interested in wealth, but you're running a yeshiva, you're a of the whole world. You need to be secure, and you need to not need anybody else to be able to be mashpi on them. I'm making you an Asiyah Lakim, and that takes money. So the exception of Klai Yisrael, tremendous influx of money. Why? It's a startup nation. You need a few trillion dollars, and they got it, because they needed it. In order to be able to save whatever we could save from Klai Yisrael and have Klai Yisrael at its core be presentable for the Melech Mashiach. Before that kufa, and certainly afterwards, the Rambam says it's going to be Madonim Metzuyin Ka'afer. But that's for afterwards. Right now, it's very obvious. And yes, that people struggle with Panasa, not everybody's making it, in the, but there's a lot more. That's why I mentioned before, nobody's hungry for breakfast or lunch. And all of a sudden, against all the natural gullus conditions, we have a tremendous amount of resources at our fingertips as a community and as Yechidim, not just in money, but in security, in Yishavadas, in time, Thanksgiving. We have the country gave us off two days a week, where we're now young enough, I think, not to even appreciate the godless of that. Why? That's not, Gullus is all about Rahman uh, poverty and torture and pogroms, and why? The answer is, we're definitely an ikfah to the Mashiach, and Hashem is giving us this gift because if we don't fine-tune our kayach and asina, we're not going to be zeichet to that gula. In order to do that, you have to be given the resources. So we have it. We have to increase it and run with it, not just in the giving, but in the mindset that we have to be willing to give, looking to give, and emotionally giving, even if we're getting posh once in a while, and even the people are not so nice, and even the family members are, in your mind, too eager to receive and too needy, Next time you bump into somebody who's too needy, look at it as a wonderful opportunity to help them. It'll help them, it'll help us. And Mr. Shem will be Zaycha to the Gula Shleimah. Okay, sure. The last few things you said about Avram, Moshe, and Melchim Mashiach. The three Tukufas. Yeah, so that's us. Rav Shimon Schwab quotes a Yalkut Shimoni that says that if Eo would have been Shosek and been Makabal, the term, right. we'd say, okay, Avram, okay, it's yeah, okay, he's almost on Imagine the contrasting Eve and Avram, it gives you a new respect amazing. for Eve. Amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he had four doors, serving meat, serving tongue. The difference is, he, Avram Vinu said, you never had tongue? You gotta have tongue. He's a butcher. <laughs> That's he, a, told, 